Are you ready to become the top in your field? Welcome to the Tradeswoman Talk podcast, a show designed for you, one that strives to forge solidarity amongst tradeswomen. For years, this has been a predominantly male-driven industry. However, we are now entering a new era, one where whatever we truly desire can be ours. Like we have been saying, jobs don't have genders. On this show, we'll share information with each other as a collective to empower each other. Share with us your trade secrets as we share ours with you. It's our time to do more than survive. It's our time to thrive. We're happy to have you here with us on the Tradeswoman Talk podcast. And now your hosts of the show, Judalyn, Cassidy, and Andrea Harris. Welcome, welcome to the new episode of Tradeswoman Talk. On this special episode, we, Andrea and I, have some special guests. And this episode of Tradeswoman Talk is brought to you by our friends at Rigid and Greenly. These professional tool brands believe in empowering women and supporting the next generation of tradespeople. Honestly, when Rigid and Greenly brought this idea to me, it made perfect sense. And I said to myself, why I didn't think of this. So on this episode, I get to share with you my daughter, Carrie Mercer, and Andrea, she gets to share her mom with you. And the great thing about having Rigid sponsor this episode, Rigid actually does this amazing thing called the Rigid Experience. If you haven't done it, please sign up for the Rigid Experience. It's one of the best experiences ever. So we're going to dive right in. I'm going to let Andrea introduce herself and introduce her mom. Hi, everyone. I'm Andrea Harris, Cement Mason, and Chief Empowerment Executive at Tools and Tiaras. And we love bringing you the inspirational stories of the men and women in the trades. But not only are we bringing you the inspirational stories today, we're sharing with you our family members. Myself, I'm introducing my mom, Helen Harris, who introduced me to the trades. She is a retired local 731 laborer and a retired local 79 laborer. Say hi, mom. Hi. Hi, mom. We're so happy to have you on this episode. And I want to introduce my daughter, Carrie Mercer, who is a local 28 sheet metal worker. Carrie, can you say hi to our friends? Hello, my name is Carrie uh, Mercer. As she said, I'm a uh, local 28 sheet metal worker and I'm about to become a journey person in a couple months. Yeah, Yay. welcome. You know what that means? That means welcome to the big dollar sign. So uh, this episode is really special for Anne and I because we get to share this episode, this Mother's Day episode with the people that are closest to us. So we're going to dive right into it. And I just want to say, Miss Harris, I want to share something about your daughter with you that you may not know. She don't like making friends very easily. I had to coast her into like thinking like, hey, maybe you and this girl could be friends. She didn't want to be my friend on the job. And I forced her to be my friend. So I just want to say, you know, I know you did a good job telling her to make friends, but she was very resistant. But now that we are friends, I'm so happy that I get to do this amazing podcast with a, a woman that lights me up, makes me laugh, makes me smile. And meeting you um, here now, I know that um, it came from you. So I was wondering, growing up, having Andrea as a daughter, 
Was she the type of girl that was interested in doing, let's say, girly things? Or was she interested in exploring and just seeing the world um, how she wanted? Oh, she liked to explore. She liked to do things, you know? She always wanted to do hard work, you know? She loved to read. And she always loving, friendly. She always be a friendly girl. That's what I know. She always be a friendly girl. And everything for me was Andrea. She always very loving to us. And it's funny because, um, as you know, my mom's a laborer. My dad's a carpenter. I'm my father's first child. Mm -hmm. So I would always be with my father tinkering about with a nail, a hammer, a saw. So I I was with the tools for quite some time. Mm -hmm. Now, Carrie, let me ask you, as a child myself of construction workers, was a trade something that you wanted to enter into, being that your mom is also uh, the world's best plumber? Did did you you look at the trades and say, this is what I want to do? Or was it something that came to you later on in life? It was something that came to me later on in life because before this, I was a correctional officer in Vermont. And while I did love the job, it just, it was so out there and there was a lot going on. So when I was talking with my mom and she was telling me to come back because I was so miserable, she was like, well, you can go into the trades. And I just, it never really crossed my mind. So I was like, okay, you know what? If I don't like it, I could always go back to something in law enforcement because sad enough, people always commit crimes. So, and I'm still here today and I haven't gone back since. So, And, you know, as Carrie mentioned that, I remember you, Andrea, sharing a story almost similar to Carrie's about your mom's advice. Could you share a little bit about that, about how you, Andrea, became in the trades from watching your mom and dad do that? I think my mother would probably be a bit a better person to answer that question. Mom, you want to tell them how I entered the trace? How did I become a cement mason, mommy? Well, she she was working at um, Kmart. Kmart. And one day she said, Ma, I don't like the job. She said, Mom, why you don't get me a job where you work at? I said, Angie, you want to do this job? She said, Mom, sure, I would do the job, you know? And then after, I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to ask my boss, my foreman, what uh, if my, about my daughter, if she's looking for a job and if you can give her a job. He said, sure, I'll, I'm going to look into it because I'm good in, I'm big in the union. But anyway, he says he wouldn't be able because I was working at 138 in Madison Avenue Bridge where the job was going to close down and it was going to stop. You know, they would have some layoff there. And he said, even though I am not going to forget you. And then Angie, she said, okay. And I came home and said, Angie, you know what? Wait, you're going to get a job. She said, ma, I don't know. I said, Angie, wait. But she leave and went on a little vacation, like two, three days before. (laughs) And then my boss, he called me. He called me. He says, "Um, um, Helen, where is um, your daughter? I say, my daughter's not here right now. She's in Antigua. He says, you should get here by um by Wednesday. By Wednesday or Thursday, she have a job. You know? I say, Andrea, call right away. I said, Andrea, there's a job here for you. 
I didn't get her the same time. Her, her sister said um, she's going to get to Andrea, and she get to, back to me and say, Andrea, the first flight coming out of Antigua, make sure that you are on that flight coming into an, to New York because I have a job here for you. <laughs> and my boss said, I want your daughter to be a Mason. He didn't want me to be a Mason. I said, no, I'm too old for Mason. Andrea is young. She can be a Mason. And from there, she went in, came back. It was very cold that day. I make sure I have her shoes. I have her hat. I have her everything <laughs> waiting for Andrea to get on that job. And her father, he's the one taking to the to the office, to the job. And this way, man, wow. it was good. She said, Mom, I love the job. And she'd have a good pay. So she was good. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> remember the story like that <laughs> yes yes she went on yeah I think it's absolutely amazing like to see that you called her and some kids their parents might say to them go do a particular thing and mm. they wouldn't want to do it and the fact right. that she was and anybody listening to us the mm. beaches in Antigua and in the Caribbean is absolutely right. beautiful mm. and I know Andrea was partying and shaking all the different parts of her, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. All over the... So I know it was probably difficult she didn't to leave such a warm place. Yes. Yes, to come back. The first flight. I said the first flight. Yeah. So, Andrea, <laughs> yeah. that was the launching pad into you becoming the world's Dove girl, um, the Dove cement girl, right? Here's the crazy thing. That job that my mother, that I started on, my mother worked on the same job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was with the same company. And that was 20-something years ago. 20 so years ago. I also don't remember that story the way she told it. Yeah. It had to do with, if and you were on that flight. And everybody loved her when she did there. My boss, I love Andrea. Yep. She said she learned the job yes. so fast, you know? Yes. Yeah. I think Andrea was touching on a really good, important part. Anybody who's listening to us, Andrea and I, we are both from the Caribbean. And Caribbean parents don't ask you if you want to do something. My daughter Carrie's right now shaking her head, co-signing. They tell you what you're going to do. So your mom told you you was going to be on that flight and you made it happen. She made it out, yes. <laughs> Made it all the first time. Yes. Yeah, that, I had no choice. Now, Carrie, let let let's just dive into you. You said you were in corrections, and now you're a sheet metal worker. Is there anything that you bought from corrections that you transferred into sheet metal working? A little bit of the sense of humor. From what I noticed, a lot of the guys have humor when they're talking to each other with kind of trying to say serious things. So I kind of use that. Now, the the kind of humor we had as corrections was a little bit more, I would say, I guess, dark because we were you're seeing people at their lowest and you're kind of listening to people and their all their troubles. So we just kind of use dark humor. So I just use humor to kind of deal with some issues that I would be like, it was kind of serious what I'm saying, but I say it in a funny way. So they're like, OK, yeah, I get it. And they have a little laugh and we're good. So I kind of used that when I um, switched over. What else did I bring over? I think I've only had to use my CO voice once on a guy. <laughs> and he was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, because if, if you know Carrie, she's she's such a sweet soul. 
And I don't think with, with her saying that she had to raise her voice, it's like, really? <laughs> now, I have another question for you, Carrie. With your mom being the world's best, greatest, four foot 11 and seven eighths plumber, <laughs> how how was that how was that inspired you because you know Jidlin being one of the only one of a female plumber she's very well known in the industry how has that inspired you uh it inspired me to try to do the best at a, as i can in my field as a sheet metal worker to try to learn what i can and i try to use whatever stories that she told me about or her experiences and just try to be a, a part of my union and whatever facility I can help out with and really about it. <laughs> yeah. So mom, I got a question for you. I know Andrea, um, people listening, you're retired and I know the, I know you highly recommend being retired to a lot of people. So I know that's, I uh, will highly come, but when you, when you started as a laborer, was there a lot of women around or there was no one? Was there anyone when you started, you said, you know what? I'm not going to do this because I don't see anyone who look or sound like me. What was the reason you started and helped you stay in the trades? When I started first, there was no woman at that job. No woman. I was the only woman there. But then after when I moved to one job to the other, you know, you meet up there was another girl where she was a laborer too. And everybody, they get along. But then they have another one came along, you know, they have some crazy people out there. But anyway, everything went well. And if I have to do it again, I will do it again because I have some great people wow. be around me. So you will do it again. Wow. I will do it again, yes. Yes. And work hard because then I work so hard. And I knew what I want because of my children. And I came home and I tell them, the road looks smooth out there, but it's very rugged. So when you go out there, do things out of your heart and strong and just have faith in everything that you do. Yes. And, and if you see, if you know my mother, she's always been a very positive person. Positive, yeah. My mother is my inspiration. She's she's the first of all, she's the funniest person I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I would talk to my mother and crack up constantly. Yeah. Also, she's one of the best mothers. My mother has six of us. And to have six kids and to still be in construction, I have one and I'm stressed out. I'm like, oh my God, I don't know how my mother did this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what you want for your children. So you just go in and do it strongly and just tell them to work hard. So I think, Andrea, now that, you know, like listening to your mom talking, I could see where all your, your strength came from seeing this woman coming home every single day, opening the door, taking off her boots. Do you have one memory that cemented in your mind that my mom is a warrior? That's like an easy question. When she first started in construction, she was local, was it 723? Local 23. She was local 23. That was the one who did the road work? Neighbors. Mm. She did road work. She did paving. Mm. I grew up in the Bronx and she was working down on Webster Avenue. And the college. No, you were down on Webster. On Webster too. Yeah. I work so much places. <laughs> and she worked. <laughs> She worked down Webster Avenue and I was working the day and working the night. Yes. And I went down to Webster with my friends one day after school. Mm -hmm. And my mother was out there 
moving blacktop. And I was like, look at my mom. That's my mom over there. Yeah. And I was so proud of her. So every time I go up and down Webster Avenue, I'm like, my mother used to work here. Mm-hmm. That street has been repraved probably 15 times since she's last worked there mm-hmm. in the 80s. But that's when I knew, like, my mom, my mom got it. Yes, you were. You know, hard. and then you listen to the guys, because I work with guys who have worked with my mother. And to hear the way they speak about my mother, I'm like, all right. I don't take no crap from them either. Can you meet some crazy people out there, crazy guys out there? I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> you meet some crazy guy. Mom, I met somebody who worked with you. I was trying to, I was telling this guy I met, he said he was from Antigua. And I said, you must know the Harrises. And when I mentioned your name, he said, that lady is one of such a hardworking woman. And I think listening to you and seeing how you have impacted Andrea, I would want that one day, and I don't know if Carrie, she could share a little bit about that, that she experiences that same level of joy. Like I know I felt when they spoke about you and Andrea, I want more women to join the trades and, and mothers and daughters like us to see that it's not bad. It's a great career and you could make it. So Carrie, was there a time now that, you know, Carrie and I haven't worked on jobs together, but have you encountered a situation where you met fellow coworkers of mine that shared a little bit of, you know, experience of meeting me on a job site? Yeah, there's been a a few job sites where I went on and I don't let it be known at first that she's my mom because you never know who might say something and I might have to fight somebody on the job. (laughs) So when I started mentioning and some of them like, oh, you're Judy's daughter. Some of them, it was funny enough, my first job site that I went on, our neighbor who um, was also a plumber was at my job site and he just went on the whole job site. He's like, Judy's daughter here she's here she's here which that kind of helped me too because the foreman he was like oh, okay she's she's solid he's like, he was like yeah she's she's great so i think that kind of helped a little bit at the job but there's been a few job sites where i go like oh yeah we love judy she's really great and she's so nice and blah 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 i'm like yeah i know that's my mom <laughs> yeah so mom miss helen is there um one advice if you had to give to um a young girl listening um, about whether or not she could uh, join the trades, whether it be she wants to be a carpenter, what would you tell her? I would tell her to go out there and work hard. You get into the trade, work hard, mind your own business, you know, meaning because some people can, some people can downhouse if I'm doing good things, but everybody have a mind to work as what they want. You understand? So going out there as a young girl, to go there and work hard and keep their head above above water and be strong. Yes. Now, Julian, we know, or I don't know if everyone knows, I know, that the Tools and Tiaras girl is a rendering of your wonderful daughter, Carrie, who's sitting right there next to you. Where do you see young girls in the trades? I'm asking you pretty much the same question, but where do you see young girls in the trades as you inspire them through Tools and Tiaras? I really see the future in my mind. I envision it more girls and more women in the trades because I feel like the trades is a barrier breaking opportunity for someone like me. I could just speak for myself growing up really poor in the Caribbean 
and now able to have the life that I have. And I think a lot of women and girls, if they realize that this job is not stressful, you're never going to stress, you're never going to take it home, you take your boots off, it's done, it's an amazing place. So I really see the future of the trades being um, really more women in it. If they would just listen to us and believe it and just come over to the side. So that's why I know you and I are so passionate about what we do at Tools and Tiaras. I just want to see more of us in there with us. And you know, my dad also loves Tools and Tiaras. Like he's in the back right now, like... <laughs> I want what to is see, gonna be I would have to see more young girls get into construction and show men that they, they can... They, we have we we strong too, like they are. That's right. Now, Carrie, my next question is to you. How do you feel knowing that the Susan Tiara's girl was inspired by your likeness? Well, first I knew because she told me she was doing it, but she never really let it be known. But now she's going on to tell she's telling everybody. I'm like, oh my gosh, and it, it's so. So I mean, I don't mind. I mean, it's my picture, but where's my checks? <laughs> That's my likeness. <laughs> so everyone. Um, yeah, now that I let the world know that it's her, now I'm going to have to pay royalties on the little girl who is the girl. She wants her checks. So if you are listening to us, please donate to Tools and Tiaras so I can pay the Tools and Tiaras girl some commission um, for being the Tools and Tiaras girl. But the, the weird thing about it until somebody, as you ask a question about Carrie, People don't know, but before Tools and Tiaras, you know, people started to know about us and we started it. She was there with me from the beginning, even from the drawing to the the very first workshop to the second workshop. She will help me pack the tools in the car. She will help me teach the girls. She will be the photographer. She's sending emails for me. So she was in, uh, in a very inception of Tools and Tiaras. And now that we're talking, I didn't even realize all this time, all that I do is for the girls, my daughters, like Carrie. She is the inspiration for what we do. And till somebody pointed out that the girl that I ha- we have, Andrea, as Tools and Tiaras, has become a reality. She is a tradeswoman. So that once that in you know hit me like a week or two ago when people kept asking me who was the little girl and we made that post, I realized that she is the living embodiment of what we do at Tools and Tiaras. She is. Yes, she is. I just gotta get she money together. Is. Yeah, Carrie, I got a couple dollars I'll send it your way. <laughs> What's your cash? <laughs> Carrie, I'm going to ask you a question that I can't ask my mom. Where do you see yourself in the trades in the next 10 years? I would hope to maybe own my own business one day, a small business where I could just show up on a Friday, say hi to everybody, (laughs) buy everybody coffee that day, say little hellos and just leave. (laughs) When are you hiring and how can I start? Yes. I will let you know. <laughs> so, Ms. Harris, I know that um, you are extremely proud of your beautiful daughter who um, has become a cement mason and continues to do it and kills at it. She's absolutely amazing at it. And I know, like you said, like being around her, my cheeks hurt every time we talk because she always keeps me laughing. Yeah, and Yes, and she's an awesome 
Just awesome. But what is the one thing that you are proudest of that girl sitting next to you? I am proud of everything of Andrea, which, is, which, are, which I can just say she alone, all of my girls, them, which my son not there anymore. I lost my kidney and my daughter Andrea gave me a kidney. She said, mom, don't worry. I'm going to give you a kidney. And thanks to her and first thanks to God for what she have done for me, giving me her kidney for 17 years. And I'm strong, and I give thanks every day, and I'm so loving to her every day. All of them, because if the other here and the other one, I love all of my children. Angie, you know, they're loving girls, but Angie always, you know, strong of love towards me, as well as all of us. Yes, I'm so proud of Andrea for that. I remember when... I can't believe it's so long ago, Andrea, when this happened. I remember when you told me. And I know that you would do anything for your family. And I see how close your family is. What is one thing that inspires you, Andrea, about your family? I I come from a very large and, as you know, close-knit family. What inspires me about my family is their honesty. They will always tell me the truth and vice versa. If my sisters see that that I am going in the wrong direction or something's not right about what's going on, they will let me know. And that's the one thing that inspires me about them. And, and they're strong and they will not let me. You know, they say have that saying, the straight and the narrow. I'll always be on a straight because they're not letting me go on that narrow. And that also comes from my mother because it's like a, when you're from a large family, it's like a network. If I told my sister that I'm not doing it, then my mother's going to follow up with a call and then my other sister's going to follow up with a call and my aunt's going to call me and then my uncle's going to get in on the action. So yeah, it's it's their honesty. And then before you know it, I'm going in the direction that they need me to be or where I should be. That's what it is. I was just thinking about this question as you talked about that, that I wanted to ask Carrie. Carrie, what is one of the things that you see that the traits can do to inspire girls like you or women like you, because now you're a woman, I still call you a girl, to get into the trades. What is one thing you think that we as uh, the skilled trades can do better to have more women like you uh, join the ranks? I guess just trying to maybe hold events, trying to call out to the women, to the young girls, and just showing them what you do as a trade. If it's something you could show a little quick demonstration in the, in the space or something so they could physically see it. Because it's one thing telling, oh, I work with sheet metal. And they're like, okay, you don't really understand. But if they, they could see, okay, this is what I build, they could say, oh, okay, that's cool. Or whatever, they, if you're an electrician, you're showing them lighting up the, the the bulbs to have them interact with it a little bit. I think that would be a good way to get a, a lot of women in and to try to at least have a woman there who is in the trade so they at least could see the possibility of me being in the trade. Absolutely. That was actually what was going to be my question. So Jillian pretty much asked what I was thinking. Sorry to interrupt you. I just wanted to say everybody wants to know that. And sometimes I think we miss the mark by night listening to people that are younger that might have another thing that we are completely missing. We can make the trades more. And I really hate to say the word sexy, but if you see a man doing it, you're always going to say, 
I don't know if I can do that. But if you see some woman or girl out there saying, oh, look at me, check me with my hammer. Look at me with this chisel. Ooh, I can chop. And, and, and when I say sexy, I don't mean it as an aesthetic, as looking at it, you know, but just showing it. But um, it's, it's doing the things like what you're doing, Judalyn, at Tools and Tiaras and showing girls that jobs don't have genders. And that's what we push most of the time, and if not all the time, at Tools and Tiaras. All the time, yeah. Now, Judalyn, my question is for you. How does it feel knowing that you have a tradeswoman as a daughter? I am actually really, very, very, very proud. I, I know I shared with her recently, I didn't think she would have stayed because I know her heart is in law enforcement and she wanted to really do that. So I am really proud that the fact that she is staying and she's going to complete apprenticeship and she's going to become a journey woman. So I'm actually very proud of that. And then she could have her company and then she could drop off coffee on Fridays and then we will be super happy. <laughs> Because that's where I'll be working. That's where I'll be working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I think, Andrew, to go back to you, like your, uh, one of your earlier questions. I know now that um, when I think you'll write about women seeing us, because when I walk in the streets of New York, I have women come up to me all the time and ask me, how can I get into construction? Or when I go to somebody's apartment and they don't believe that I am the plumber. And by the time I'm finished, they actually, I'm like, oh my gosh, you are amazing plumber. I said, yeah. So give me a good rating on Yelp. And they laugh at it. And um, they really start seeing the fact that they actually get to meet the first plumber they know as a woman is me sometimes. And that is such a great thing to know that. I have this opportunity to really um, inspire women who didn't think about it and also men who never pictured their plumber as a woman. So I'm glad that I get to do that in my job. And Andrew, what about you? It's also awesome being from a trades family for me because my family is huge in the trades, huge in the union. My mother's a laborer, like I mentioned before. My dad's a carpenter. My uncle was a bricklayer. My brother was an insulator. So it's a huge family of tr just tr union trades people as well. And Miss Harris, I wanted to, you know, before, you know, we go on, Andrea asked me or carry another question. I know that being a woman of color and being an immigrant and you started in the trades, you might have had, you know, a difficult path on the job sometimes, right? Was there a moment where you ever wanted to quit? Oh, yes. So the motivating factor have always been for you, your children that made you my stay. My children, yeah. That's the motivator. That and, and that was my reason also. The days when things got tough and, I, and the, weather, oh, yes. the weather, especially you being from the islands like so me, cold. it's so cold. It really yeah. was my kids. Cool. Like, yep. Yes, and I, I made it. I made it. And I stopped work from um, 2003 because I took sick. And then after I stay home, you know, but it was a good fight. So anytime you go in, go in with strength that you can fight and you make it to the top. Nice. I like that. I'm going to quote, write that as one of your quotes. Yes. So you just have to be strong. In anything you do, you have to be strong and fight the good fight and you'll win. Keep on fighting and you'll win. Sometimes you have to bite your tongue sometimes just to keep fighting. Yes. Just keep fighting. Keep fighting. Yes. Don't bite your tongue. Just keep fighting. Keep fighting. <laughs>
<laughs> yes. Yes. And this is where you got that spunk and the determination to make it. So Andrea, I mean, I know you um you came along and right from the beginning, the inception of Tools and Tiaras, you said, sister, I got you. Whatever you need, I'll be there to help you with Tools and Tiaras. And that has meant the world to me. If I've never said it, I'll say it again. Just you reaching out to me and saying, I got you, sister, whatever you need, I'll be there. What is one of your biggest dream for the trades, women in the trades and tools and tiaras? My biggest dream for, I'll start with tools and tiaras. I want tools and tiaras to be one of the top nonprofits out there as far as construction trades going to show your girls. Back to our coin phrase where jobs don't have genders. Because a lot of times when you speak to girls and especially in the workshops and you hear them say, I didn't know that women did this and I didn't know that women do that. Stop discouraging our girls from wanting to explore a trade. It doesn't mean that this will be what she will be forever. But knowing that you have a daughter and knowing that she can be self-reliant and self-sufficient, that's extremely important. Now, as far as women in the trades, I want more doors to be open. I want for all trades to be inclusive. There shouldn't be one woman on one job site. There should be many women in many job sites. And um, be more inclusive. And and then I've always said that the future in the trades is women. The future is female. Open the doors. Teach. We're willing to learn. I've said this before when I've given interviews, you're not going to get 100% from hiring a tradeswoman. You're going to get 110% because we want to show you that we are the best, that we can and we will. So, Carrie, before, you know, we're getting close to wrapping this up, what is your one dream now that you are part of this community? What would you like to see improve for women in the trades? Uh, What I would like to see improve is, at least with my trade, like when I meet some women that I never know. And they tell me, oh yeah, I've been in the business 10, 15 years. And I'm like, can you come to the union meeting so I could see that there's a possibility? Because I think one thing, at least in the tr- the for the trades in general, is the retention is keeping the woman in and working. So I think if there are women who are out there who've been in 10, 15, 20 years, who are still working, please come to a union meeting so we could see, okay, we're not just going to work for our apprenticeship and then maybe a little bit after and then we're going to be bouncing here from there until we get our name known or whatever it may be. If I could see, OK, yeah, OK, I see a woman. She's been with this company for this many years and she's still working. I, it lets me know, OK, there is a possibility of me having a longevity in this career. Yeah, because the ones I know are the ones that are active in the in our trade, like. There's um, Tamara, there's Chanel, there's um, there's Leah, but she's part of the whole our sheet metal uh, thing. But any other woman I've met in like other places where it's like some of our union functions, like our picnic, and I see them and I spend the time talking with them. I'm like, oh, please come to the union meeting. I, and I try to get them to at least try to join uh, the women's committee so they could talk to the women and give them tips or whatever, little tricks of the trade, I guess. Yeah. But they say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, that never really happens. But we try to try to get them. Yeah. So I think that's one thing I, I wish some of the other women who've been in and are still working 
try to come to the union meetings a little more and it's on both ends to try to introduce yourself. But if you see a woman, just introduce yourself to her and let them know, hey, my name is so-and-so, I work here and I've been in for this long. Do you need any help with anything? So Andrea, um, as we close this episode out, I personally want to say thank you for sharing your mom with us and with our audience and people get an insight to see that we are so happy and um, grateful for companies like Rigid and Greenleaf that see the, the the future of the trades needing to be inclusive. So if you're a company and you're listening to us, please think about all the things that we have shared that your place and your co- company could be a lot better if you open it up to women. So if you haven't done it, you can start. And a great place to start is listening to past episode of Trades Women Talk. And you get to hear women talk about their love and passion for the trades. And we really, truly appreciate everyone who supports us and listens to Trades Women Talk. Andrea, what would you like to share before we close out this episode? Oh, thank you for joining us today at another wonderful episode of Trades Women Talk. Don't forget to like, follow, share, and also volunteer. You can also donate at www.toolsandtiaras.org. And remember, jobs don't have genders. So thank you, everyone. And we will see you soon on another episode. And Carrie, thank you for, you know, joining us, even though I know um, you're probably saying my mom forced me, but she's truly happy to be here because she is my daughter. And Andrea, anything to share before we wrap up? I want to thank my awesome mother, Helen, for joining us and being her true, true, awesome self. Yes. She was a little bit nervous, but I appreciate her for coming on today. Thank you so much, Mama. You welcome. Yes, and thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this episode. And if you don't know, please share with someone how absolutely amazing they are and the universe has a special place and calling for them. Thank you. Until we meet again, everyone, catch up on some past episodes of Trades Women Talk. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Tradeswoman Talk Podcast. Stay connected. Visit www.toolsandtiaras.org. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at Tools and Tiaras. If you would like to connect with us, please send us an email through info at toolsandtiaras.org. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and review. Until next time, make sure you let someone know how magnificent they truly are.